1: Extra time. Good and welcome to Extra Time. I'm Stephen Houston and I'm joined by Rivendah Hunia, Barry Guy, and Kotovaka Plenty to talk about on the program this week. There's been a talk of revolt among Pacific rugby players in Australia as the Code of Conduct hearing for Wallaby fullback Israel Folau looms. Folau looks set to have his Rugby Australia contract torn up after tomorrow's Code of Conduct hearing into a social media post in which he said gay people and others he considered sinners were destined for hell if they did not repent. Religion and the right to express religious beliefs has become a hot topic in the wake of Folau's comments. Fellow Wallaby Samu Karevi posted an Easter message on social media but copped a backlash for it. His teammate Taniala Tupo then reacted to reports that Karevi had been pressured to apologise for those comments by posting a social media message saying that all Pacific Island players might as well be sacked for their Christian beliefs. So are uh, Pacific players being targeted for their beliefs, or are they simply being caught up in the Israel-Palestine saga? Well, where are we going to start, people? Um, Corey, Corey give it, you're, you're, welcome to the extra time. Yeah, t-
2: g- <laughs> welcome to extra time. Um, your, your first appearance. For thanks, a while Thanks for having me I was told that a cup of tea would be part of the uh, introduction but I see <laughs> I mean, that's fake news well, they, 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 You're right yeah. Sorry,
0: the morning we'll be, tea's in that. Auckland today sorry. Oh,
2: wrong, wrong location we'll, <laughs> wait, we'll wait
3: and see what you say first Clary yeah.
2: well, well I guess um, uh, this wasn't exactly a surprise in terms of what's eventuated over the last week I think um, we had a column online on RNZ uh, website speaking about the possibility of Pacific players um, feeling Uh, kind of being a homogenous group if you like in regards to their religious beliefs and while that might not be entirely true I think uh, Tautai Kefu the uh, Tongan coach and former Wallaby mentioned that he said about 99% of Pacific players uh, do have a Christian viewpoint and I'm an Islander myself so I can kind of speak in terms of um, he's right in terms of probably most Islanders have had an upbringing in the church. I think what has to kind of be understood though is that an upbringing in the church. It's its kind of like the political spectrum. There's a religious spectrum, you know, in terms of beliefs, whether you're um, kind of hardcore Old Testament viewpoint of Israel Folau or someone slightly different, maybe a bit more compassionate or or more focused on the love aspects of, of the gospel or whatever it may be. And um, we've seen that uh, with an Auckland academic, um, I forget her name now, but um, she's spoken uh, to media here in New Zealand about uh, kind of disagreeing somewhat with Kefu and saying there's a bit of a divide amongst the Pacific community with the more liberal um, not wanting to be caught up with the Falau comments and then those that um, are back him. What I would say is that I think, um, and Kefu has mentioned this and others have mentioned this, um, whatever their religious viewpoint, uh, Pacific players stick together. And so when they feel that um, someone is maybe under extra scrutiny, uh, under a bit more focus or pressure, um, they'll speak out and support. And I think This is what's happened with the likes of Karevi and Tupou. I think um, it's come out uh, subsequently that Tupou maybe got the wrong end of the stick that he thought that Karevi apologised because Rugby Australia had told him to. That that wasn't the case and Karevi said it was a bit tongue-in-cheek anyway. So um, there's a whole lot of confusion. Um, Something that was interesting, uh, I think one of the um, Pacific Rugby Players Association members said that uh, maybe Rugby Australia just need to... um, talk to the Pacific players and just give them a bit of reassurance and say, look, guys, we're not, you're not under any pressure, um, you know, you're know, you not all categorised in the same boat as Israel, um, yeah, just to give them some reassurance that they're, they're not going to be put under extra scrutiny for their beliefs. I think that's, that's probably the best point that's come out of this. I did, think did, also
3: that uh, a lot of prejudice comes from ignorance, doesn't it? It's, it's just in, in life, really, and uh, communication is the key to, uh, mm-hmm. to anything. And as you pointed out, that uh, having conversations with uh, anyone and everyone – and partly, social media has a little bit to do with this because you can make comments uh, and hide behind your cell phone, and um, you know, and it gets misconstrued, or you or you get across uh, whatever your comment may be, and then you can sort of stand back or turn off your phone and really not face the consequences of having to um, justify your comments. Also, so I mean, I, I think that that whole social media has a part to do with it but also understanding of anything really um just just uh, you know grows belief and then grows un- uh, you know you, you know you you really get to the to the crux of the matter and and, and realize what uh, what people are talking about or how they're feeling mm.
1: ravinda you got any thoughts
0: Yeah, I've kind of, you know, I've had a few discussions with people about it, and you kind of don't quite, well, not being an, I wasn't brought up, you know, a staunch Christian or anything of the sort, so I don't really have that sound understanding of where phalao was coming from, so I don't think, you know, and if you weren't, it's hard to determine, you know, where he was coming from with it all? Did he know that what he would say would have this much impact on, you know, his employees and things like that? A year, nearly a year to the day... Um, he you know sent out similar comments than he did a year ago you know but no one's really spoken to him about what those messages actually mean and Barry you've just said you know that's social media in a nutshell you can post something with your intention and it be taken another way from other people and you know these mentions of other Pacific island um, players jumping on board and support a fallout they have that understanding of that kind of upbringing that culture and those communities whereas you know those of us who sit outside of that um, community don't really you know aren't really in tune with with where he's coming from. So I do think that a lot of it is probably misunderstanding from where I can see but it will be really interesting to be a fly on the wall tomorrow at his code of conduct hearing to really hear you know his side of that story.
2: I guess just um, one other thing just to remember. As you mentioned, it's a, it could be a cultural thing. Um, you know, just going uh, something as as simple as um, the national mottos of both Samoa and Tonga. Um, Samoa something like uh, God is my cornerstone and Tonga is God and country are my heritage. So it just shows how ingrained um, the, I guess, Christian lifestyle is in, in these cultures. and And like you say, so it's something that kind of maybe needs to be explored a bit more. Do
1: you think... I mean, the, the feeling seems to be that Israel Folau is on his way out. I mean, A, a is that as definite as we seem to, or people seem to think it is? And, and B, if he is, his contract is torn up, what does that then have impact? Does that have, would Pacific players, what sort of action might they take or look to take if that was the case?
2: Yeah, that is a, an interesting question, because I think, as I mentioned earlier, and as as, as players or coaches like Toto Akefu mentioned, um, Pacific players will stand up mm. for each other no matter what, mm. um, even if they don't necessarily agree with the exact sentiments of Falau. Um So it would be interesting to see if the contract is torn up, what happens. But um, at the end of the day, um, there are also economic and financial pressures, let's not be, um, you know, get away from that. Um, We've talked about in the past about Pacific players, um, uh, they're always thinking about how they can support their whole family, their extended family, so economically and financially, that'll always be in the background as well. Um, So I think there's uh, numerous uh, facets to remember. We have had um, uh, lawyers, employment lawyers, human rights lawyers, just uh, talk about the fact that it might not be entirely, um, you know, uh c- conclusive that he is going to get fired that there are so many ways that he could get around this.
3: Yeah, well you can't be discriminated on, you know, various grounds including religion. I mean, you can have your mm. v- views on religion, but it's whether you have an understanding or of uh, or accept the beliefs of others mm. is the issue. So I think in this in this hearing, he could well say, "Well, I have this I have this view and you can't deny him that view, but can he make the adjustment to be accepted within the rugby community uh, and within the Australian Rugby Union to keep his job, and I possibly think he could.
2: Yeah, well, mm. but that is a thing, I think, um, uh, one uh, lawyer mentioned that possibly where it could be problematic is people like Michael Chek have come out saying that they're not going to pick him, and that's almost um, pre-empting the 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 whole contract <laughs> issue. It's like saying, well, yeah, he's gone, and that could actually be problematic and brought up as a point of contention Absolutely. in this hearing there, on the mm-hmm. weekend. There's
1: your prejudice right there. Yeah. <laughs> well, the other thing is too. I mean, Flower may well say that. Well, hey, I wasn't informed properly that the protocols around that—that that would seem to be a, a possibly an issue as well. Yeah. I mean, as Ravinda mentioned a year ago, he he made similar comments. Mm. What went on and the discussions into how formal formalised that was may, may well, uh, I imagine, play a part in uh, in, in this hearing too. Yeah.
0: His beliefs aren't isn't what is in question. It's the projection of that mm. belief and how he. Projected that to the world. There was a g- comment made on I can't remember who actually said it, but spoke about spiritual maturity mm. and likened it to how Michael Jones conducts himself as yeah. coming as a staunch Christian himself, and how he conducts you know sport and and religion you know his two worlds colliding, yeah. and maybe that has something to do with it too. I'm not too sure, um, but it's most definitely the projection of his beliefs is, I think, the
2: problem. Yeah. Sonny Bill was another person brought up, I think, in that conversation as well about spiritual maturity. You see how he projects himself in the, in the public and gets a lot of respect for that. Mm. Uh,
1: another Australian who caused a stir this week was the cricketer James Faulkner. He made a social media post implying that he was gay. He posted a photo saying he was having dinner with the boyfriend and added the hashtag together for five years. Only for Cricket Australia to say it had been misinterpreted. Falkner later edited the post, but not before he was congratulated by former and current teammates on the initial post. So thoughts, people? Um, simply being mischievous—that would, that would seem to be the case. Surely he, he knew exactly what or how that would be be taken,
3: Barry. Yeah. Well, is it a difference between I, I immediately thought a uh, boyfriend and a bromance? You know, right. I know there's some people in this room I know who have quite uh, big bromances with uh, Love you, Addy. Love very, you, Addy. various rugby players and that sort of thing. And so I thought, was he was he just doing that to start with? But again...
1: But that, I think yeah, that's what he's now trying to point make out that he was yeah. doing. I can say the first time I, I read it, it, was, it seemed pretty yeah, uh, clear-cut that it wasn't.
3: And we had this discussion about whether it was news to start with. I mean, if you're making an, an announcement that way over social media... Um, that that's great, but um, I just I just wonder whether um, this is again the whole social media thing. People can take the the wrong handle on something straight away because all you've written is thirty two characters or whatever it is, and you know you're not you're not explaining yourself. I, I mean. Twitter and Instagram probably love all of this. I mean, it, it just gets the whole thing going, doesn't it? You know, but for uh, the rest of us, and not trying to sound like my father or something, but it, you know, it, it ends up getting yourself into trouble. Yeah, here it. we Ravinda. are again.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah. What did, <laughs> here what did we you are make again.
0: Come on, people! It's social media one hundred and one, Um But yeah, uh, you know, again, he, you know, at the same time, we don't know. Well, I don't know him as a person and his sense of humour yeah. and this relationship he has with his friend. Um... <laughs> To me, it's not a big deal. To others, it obviously was. Um, I think if a female had posted that, we wouldn't be having the same conversation. Girls call girls girlfriends all the time. Um, so when I looked at that post, I thought, oh, okay, good on him if, if it is or if it isn't. Um, but now when you look at the post and it's edited to explain himself, mm. it's really awkward. <laughs> Just take it down.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing, like Barry mentioned. I mean, it'd be great when, when I mean, the story of someone's, uh, sexual orientation is completely irrelevant I mean mm. that's but I suppose like you say that I mean everyone everyone talks about you know when is there going to be the first gay or black to come out and, and mm. I mean that's yeah I mean it, it's a, it's irrelevant to a degree but 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 because people will be talking about it and it's it's mm. it, it's seen as a big thing it makes so it so rare um,
3: I, I found the whole interesting that Cricket Australia came out and said it was a joke oh, why did they have to get involved yeah <laughs> um, uh, no. I, well, I don't know. No. It's not employment or anything, is it? I mean,
0: it, sound, yeah. it seemed like they were panicking about it. Like, yeah. well,
3: this
2: is a wrong thing. Don't. Uh, we, you well,
3: know? you know. We're, yeah. This is a second subject. We're talking about Australians here, aren't we? I mean, <laughs> Get it and, together.
2: <laughs> but also maybe it speaks, uh, I could be off-kilt here, but maybe it speaks to the fact that us as media are a little too quick to mm. also jump on social media posts and go, oh, here's a story, um, without really looking at the context around it and that sort of thing, because it was kind of just suddenly chucked out that he had come out even though he hadn't officially come out. Well, and he says he hasn't officially come out, so... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Well, I suppose
1: people took that as him officially coming out. i got I got to say, my my uh, reading of it is he was being mischievous rather than... Yeah. Uh, and if he wasn't, it's bloody naive to have, um, yeah. which I, I don't think was the,
2: the case. And maybe a bit bad taste, to be True. honest. Mm. If, if yeah. we're in this day and age and you're looking at the Falal backlash, That's right. um, it, it's kind of like, you know, if people are struggling with their identity all over the place, you know, even the Paula Bennett stuff, you know, yeah. so yeah. To, to, to kind of chuck this um you know it's a bit of a grenade wasn't it yeah, exactly. a, i mean
1: if, if you look at it on its own it's 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 nothing yeah. but we're, we're trying to put it i suppose in that context of, of everything else that's been going yeah. on that yeah it's a bit of a grenade he's got yeah yeah, yeah. um moving on uh finally Cody nikarima it seems he's on mm. the way to the warriors ravinda you've been covering this a bit i mean yeah. uh Um, And talk too that what he's on, something like 250,000 at the the Broncos for a season and speculation that he's coming to the Warriors on 500k a a season. Um, Thoughts on on how much he's needed? I mean, I suppose the whole Blake Green saga Mm. with his injury.
0: Well, the first thing that's quite interesting is we were just at training, what, day before yesterday and nobody knew anything. And today he's all but a Warrior, so... Um, they've kind of, you know, another Warriors worst kept secret kind yeah. of um situation. But um one thing that Blake Green did say at that training session was that he is New Zealand's best number seven being the Kiwis yeah. um half. So to have him here would of course be um you know, he'd be an attribute to to kind of any team. But um yeah, the the way it's all gone about is quite Bizarre. I mean, he stood out of... He didn't play against the South Sydney Rabbitohs last night, which was, you know, another sign that, oh, OK, he's he's no longer part of that fold. Why wouldn't he be playing when the coach cited that he's pondering his, his future um, opportunities, which was bizarre again. But the players, some of them were a bit more forthcoming, saying, yeah, when he gets here or if he gets here, or if that's the way it's going to go, then that will be great. So the conversations are being had. And with the way that... Um, with Blake Green's injuries and, um, you know, the youngsters coming through in those playmaking positions, there has been, you know, a cry for, you know, a need to anchor the team in those um, certain situations and the Warriors have been um, coming away at the, you know, coming away with um, losses or near misses because there's no, you know, senior representation in those positions and Blake Green's back now. He'll probably be feeling the heat but at the same time, you know, Nekorema, New Zealand player, could be great for the Warriors.
1: And after, Turn things around completely for them, or, are there, or there's more to it than simply needing another um, sort of half or playmaker.
0: Well, Kearney said that he's been chasing Nikorima, you know, for a while now, and wanted him for the 2020 season. So he's obviously got a plan yeah. in there somewhere to slot him in, in my opinion.
1: Rinda Coru, Barry, thank you very much for your time on extra time, and that's the program for this week. Remember, if you'd like to contact us, you can email us at sport.rnz.co.nz on behalf of The Eastern Time, I'm Stephen Hewson. Bye for now.